welcome to another episode of the Ball and Foot Podcast. Uh, I'm Daniel, and I'm joined today uh, uh, by... Um, I'm out of superlatives for you this season, man. I mean, this season's over <laughs> with you. I'm, I'm joined by Jason. He's a handsome guy. That's all y'all need to know. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, uh, uh, I I need to be called handsome more. So I'll, I'll let my wife know that after the podcast that you're uh, outdoing her in that department. Yeah, well, I mean, anytime you need somebody to call you handsome, I'm here for you, buddy. Thanks, man. I'll, yeah, I'll just send you a random text one day, just like, hey, I feel a little down about this Chelsea season. Can you just call me handsome? <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, don't we all need that right now in our yeah. lives as Chelsea fans? We all need a little pick-me-up and, you know, whatever the, these days, a little positivity in our lives. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, right, yeah, to all of our listeners out there, all dozen yeah. of you, like... If you know any fellow Chelsea fans, just just send them a random. Uh, you're handsome, yep. and uh, and and help brighten their day. <laughs> That's right. We all need a little bit of that in our life right now because as of uh, a couple hours ago, our season is now officially over. We all knew it was coming, <laughs> but we can officially say officially now the season yeah, yeah, is yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. Hey, for those first fifteen minutes, though, I mean, you could really probably say like the first thirty-ish minutes yeah. of that match i was like oh okay maybe i will have been proven completely wrong about everything i said last episode about Stamford bridge not being a big deal for us winning this game and uh it did look like frank lampard tried everything he could uh, <laughs> initially initially when the lineup came out everybody was like what the hell is this yeah and for a little bit of time i would say that lineup worked but uh, we just we don't have the stamina or endurance to keep up with what we were trying to do there, and so yeah. and you said that in the match like can we keep this up for ninety minutes uh, when we were kind of praising the shape and everything that was going mm-hmm. on so um, I mean yeah it's officially over I uh, thought maybe like I, like there was like it was one of those ninety nine point nine 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 percent like the chances that we weren't going to win, but it was like the dumb and dumber thing where it's like, you're telling me (laughs) there's a chance, you know, it's like that creeped in ever so slightly for just a bit. And then it quickly went away. So for sure. And I mean, like the first 15, I mean the first half, even like the first half and the first 20 minutes of the second half until really Madrid scored that goal. Yeah. I mean, I felt like, okay, well, we're still in this match. At least, you know, we haven't let them score. We're not getting obliterated. You know, and they really didn't have, especially the first half, they didn't have a lot of chances. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like, you know, they were just peppering our goal and we were just getting lucky. It was, we controlled the match. Um, I don't, I still don't understand Lampard. Like, I, I think he got the tactics right. I don't think he got the players right. I mean, yeah, that, I was, that was the issue with the, with it today. I mean, it wasn't like he was playing Conte so high up the pitch and I get it, but Conte can't score like, and it showed, I mean, he missed that chance in the first half. I mean, I'm thinking if you have somebody like Mount in that position, instead of Conte, Mount probably finishes that shot. Um, Yep. Conte had a couple chances today. But, yeah, he did. I mean, it, yeah, he's just not a scorer. He is, mm-hmm. I think he scored zero Champions League goals ever. Yeah. So, that's what yeah. we were relying on today. Yeah, and I mean, it was, it showed, and I mean, that's, I mean, the only time Conte's ever been a scorer, and I don't know what he did, but uh, when Sarri was here, 
He yep. played Conte further up the pitch, and Conte was scoring goals then. And I mean, that was some fun times. But it was still few and far <laughs> between. Even yeah. I'm sorry here. Um, but that uh, first Conte chance is when I was like, "Oh, we might have something mm-hmm. if we can just get in the back of the net." But per usual, we can't get in the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't even get it back in the net at the end of the match, one on one with the keeper, when we had nothing to play for with Mudrick. I mean, he right. I mean, it still wasn't there for us. It's just not there. And I mean, like, also felt like he put Havertz on an island by himself up there and Gallagher playing behind him, which I don't understand. Like, I, it's official now. We can, I think we can officially say Gallagher is now Frank's new son. Um, <laughs> it is no, he has replaced Mount as Frank's uh, son. And yeah. it is now Gallagher. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was... The outrage of that line. I haven't seen that much outrage for a lineup in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I think you summed it up perfectly, though. I mean, he did get the tactics right. Mm -hmm. It's just we're in a bind with players in the back. Yeah. And and he he was, I mean, you know, I mean, we know what he was trying to do. He's trying to keep a goal going in. So we're putting five defenders on the pitch. But we also have to score. Mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't know. It's almost like you, you can't really trust the team to just be the team and do what right. the team needs to do, because um, we can't depend on anything up top. Uh, no. Fafana was great today. Yeah, he was. Like I mean, he he really uh, kept Venetius Junior uh, in his pocket for most of the match. Mm-hmm. James James is hurt. Like, did He's we hurt. hear anything after the game about that? Like, but we uh. had to leave him in. Mm-hmm. But he's hurt. Like he walked like uh, two yeah. thirds of that match. You saw like in that first half when that injury happened, like yeah. he because it was it happened like the back half of the first half, and mm-hmm. it happened. We were attacking, and he just stopped, and Fofana went forward. Yep. And everybody, and the, the announcers pointed out, and you could see Reese trying to stretch his. Um, it's probably his hamstring or his quad, whatever's been bothering him this whole year, knee, whatever it's been, you know. So you knew it was something. And then right after that, they played a ball into the box. And it's a ball normally Reese would have gotten on the end of, but he was just slow to react to it. And you could definitely tell, okay, there's something more going on. And it just... He didn't look right out there after that, about 30 minutes into the match. He just didn't look right. Um, Yeah, because we started on corners. He started being the the deep man mm-hmm. um, on defense on the corners after that. And um, he would play a, a bit deeper role and wouldn't uh, go down the side as much. So, um, and when, when he was able, if we kept the ball up the field and enough time for Reese to walk there, then he, yeah. would, uh, <laughs> he would turn it on just a little bit. I think, um, and get get a few crosses in. And so then there was the hope of, oh, is he okay? But, I mean, for them to leave him out there, uh, they must have really talked about that at halftime because I, I expected him to come out earlier or at least at half. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he just stayed out there for, for the longest time. So, um, yep. yeah, it was a little bit weird. Doesn't, doesn't Reese need, like, a surgery or something? Yeah, that was the rumor was that he needed a – he needed surgery, but he opted not to have the surgery so he could play 
And okay. I mean, at this point, Tom, season's over with Reese. Just have the surgery. I mean, really, yeah, just go do it right now. Yep. Tonight, I mean, today. Yep. Schedule that. Schedule that surgery. I mean, it was just. Uh, I don't know. It was. It. I don't really know what else. There's not a lot to say about the match because we didn't. Other than I mean, we looked good tactically. I thought we were good, but. Player wise, we just didn't have it. And I mean, but the thing is with Reese, too, is you have to think about like, we have no backup right wing back. Right. Like, that's the other issues. Like, I mean, you could have, I guess, put Polisic out there, but Polisic can't defend worth anything. And it, we saw what happened when he put Mudrick in for Kukurea. Like, yeah. Mudrick's not a defender or a wing back, which is probably why he didn't start, you know? So, I don't know. I just. It but was, my gosh, Kukurea, like, up and down all match, mostly down. Yeah. Co- Kova up and down all match, mostly down. Like, that's yep. that's our left side. Yep, and like, don't forget that was where Chalaba was, too. And, and Chalaba Chal- yeah, didn't have well, a great match. Yeah. I, mean, well, I mean, once again, though, you look at the first goal that they scored, it was Kukurea got pulled too far up the pitch and inside yep. again and left Chalaba. Now, did Chalaba make a dumb trying to make a dumb sliding tackle. Yes, that was just on. boneheaded. Yeah. Stay on your feet, stop the ball, make them hold up the play, something. Just goes diving in and yeah, led to the goal. But it was Kukurea and Chalaba both. And people complaining about Chalaba starting. I'm like, who else we talked about it last episode. Yeah. Who else we don't have anybody else to start back there because we didn't bring Batty Ashill yep. to the Champions League. So we were we were we were handcuffed. Yep. I mean, I mean, we didn't bring Batty Shield to the Champions League with a 30-something-year-old injury-prone defender back there. Mm-hmm. Yep. We were lucky. We were lucky Silva was even back, but, I mean, it doesn't matter. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it really didn't. I mean, it was just, uh, I mean, we we said it whenever Potter toes Mudrick over Batty Shield that it was, we felt like it was a mistake and he should have taken Batty Shield. Yep. Um and I think everybody's starting to see that now that we could have really used Batty Shield on that left side tonight. And but I mean, people complaining about Chalbo, we had nobody else to play. I mean, did he make a mistake? Yes. It is what it is at this point. Hey, so. but the lineup. It, I mean, the center back situation worked out like you called it on the last episode. You said, yeah. if we're going to play this, it's got to be fun on the right, Chalbo on the left, Silva in the middle, and that's exactly what happened. Yep. And then you play Kukurey at left wing back, which is a mistake. He's not good he can't defend he gets sucked up too high which he's the reason Chilwell was out for this match yeah um he's just not in like to put and that was the thing it's like you put your weakest defender on the left side too I know Fafana's a right center back but so is Chalaba you know but then you leave Vinicius vulnerable on the other side against we're just screwed yeah yeah we're screwed (laughs) we said that we said that last podcast we we both saw the lineup and so we're screwed I mean there's There was, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it's like you could see the thought process, but we're not capable of pulling off the thought process. And that's, that's the season. Like we have a lot of players who are supposedly some of the best players in the world Mm -hmm. that will, that just are overrated, I think at this point. Oh yeah. And they can't play together as a squad. So 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that goes to the whole point of having 30 senior players on yeah. the squad at the same time, too. It's like you can't develop chemistry with any players because you're trying to give everybody minutes. And it's right. like you can't give 30 freaking guys minutes. Like, that's almost three full teams of 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're three players short from fielding three teams. So, yeah. it's... I, it's it's just that American mess. mindset, right? Like, it's that, hey, we have these very, very, like, bloated squads of players, like, in our major sports here. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's not a... But but they all... Like, all the NFL players get to be on the sideline. <laughs> like, you have a chance of going in, like, every time you go out there. If you're... Yeah. If you're beyond player 18 in our squad you're you're not playing like that's not this isn't how this works like and then to your point you have to man manage that (laughs) like you're putting uh, potter got put in a possible situation there he did like tuchel would have been in a possible situation there like lamps is in a possible situation there although he's the caretaker manager and we should at least not lose four games with him but that's where we are. His four games here, he we have lost. Was that like twenty years? I think we haven't lost four game four matches in a row. Or yeah, ninety three. Yep. Yeah, so that's just ridiculous. That's thirty years. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at it. Interesting stat that you bring up, Lampard. So out of his last, let me pull up the stat. I have it right here. Frank Lampard's last seventeen matches. You want to guess how many he's won? I was last seventeen, so this would date back to Everton. Two, one, Jesus! Out of I his last seventeen, <laughs> he's won one and drew two and lost the rest out of seventeen. Yikes! Yeah, that's well. I don't. I, yeah, that includes tonight. So that includes tonight. So that's just like, and that was my thing with Frank. Is like he had Everton in a relegation battle. Why would you want him to be your caretaker manager? Other than he's played at Chelsea, that doesn't qualify you to be a manager. Like, yeah. it was just but they put them, they, Yeah, they put themselves in a bind though. They fired Potter before the Champions League was even over. It mm-hmm. had no backup, and the backup was an assistant coach that admitted on TV he's never picked a lineup before. Yep. Like that yep. is just absurd. Like it's it, the the management from top down is is atrocious. Yeah, it is. It's just been it's been a whole just this season has just been a giant de- debacle. Like it has just been from the top down. I mean, it's not like it's so many contributing factors to this season. Like from management to players. To managers, like yeah. it's just been awful, and it's whatever. I it, it, the season's over now. I guess we can just hope somehow Frank can get one win from yeah. our final one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches. Yeah, one win is I feel like we need to be permanently safe. I don't know where it's coming from. But it seems like a lot to ask from Frank. It does. And, and the squad. Yeah, there I was fixing to say that. And the squad because of the way 
they have been playing lately. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? So, um, you wanted to discuss this. You know, we talked about some things to discuss before the podcast. So, how long, Jason, is it before Chelsea sees Champions League football again? Well, you, um, yeah, I, I felt a little humbled after you told me it was at least 18 months. Because you think about it as like, oh, well, it's just one season. But, I mean, it's like, it's going to be 18 months because we got to qualify again. I, I don't know, man. I, I do not see us just bouncing back next year either. I, I, I mean, I don't want to believe that we will. I, I mean, I want to believe that we will, but I kind of don't. Uh, no matter who the manager is in there. I mean, we've just, we buried ourselves in so much garbage this season. Um, Mm -hmm. And by we, I mean the people in charge, not us. (laughs) Not Uh, this podcast. We've just just had to watch it happen. Um, I don't know. I I can't believe that we're at least going to, I don't believe that we'll like just magically make a return next year. I think we are like in a like complete, rebuild of like what it even means to be Chelsea at the moment, which is just a terrifying thought. So I, I tend to think that it's going to be at least two more seasons before we qualify. And then however long that takes at least like we'd qualify in the second season. So whatever manager comes in, he's going to have to build on what's here. And then Mm -hmm. we're going to have to, and this is for bowling and co you're going to have to buy smart. You know, to buy yes. smart and you're gonna stop dicking around and <laughs> and we're gonna actually have to build something not just like on a wing and a prayer by Potter and say yep. that there's a process like that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard um so yeah I I think at minimum we don't get in next year at minimum we qualify the next year and I could see it going yep. beyond that. I mean, I can I can see it going either way because I think I think it's next year that the Premier League, as long as we our teams keep finishing like they finish in Europe, we should have five spots. So next okay. year we should have there's the top five theoretically should go to the Champions League. I don't know if we can finish top five next year. I mean, that's a I, that will make those predictions later on in the summer, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean, you think Arsenal's where Arsenal is now? City will be where City is. United is on the uptick now. Um, I think Tottenham's about to have a downturn. Um, yeah, and then you have all the Newcastles, which we'll see what they do when they actually have to play European football. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see us finishing top five next year, but I can also see us finishing mid-table again. Like, I mean, it just depends on if we get a manager in here who can actually manage and coach and give us some hope. <laughs> so, yeah. it I, I think at minimum it's going to be... I mean, I, I don't know. I hate to say next year because I think that just... The way we are, I don't see it happening next year. Like it's going to take a miracle, I think. So I'm sort of with you. It's going to take two years. I can see us maybe getting Europa next year. That'd be nice. <laughs> maybe the Conference League, since that's the only trophy we have at one in Europe now. We'll we'll take anything at this point. I mean, that's how far yeah. we've fallen here. Yeah, 
It is. And I mean, that's the thing is like, just a year ago, we were like, we shouldn't settle for top four finishes. We should be pushing for the title and not just be happy with top four. <laughs> and now it's like, yeah, we'll take top four. We'll be happy with that. Uh, you know, we'll take your rope. We'll take How the far league. we have fallen. Yeah, in a year. In a what, year. What I'm thinking. amazed at is the Todd Bowley at Bali uh, pep talk after last loss. I mean, their hour-long pep talk after the game. I mean, I'm amazed it didn't work. Like I'm that's shocked. That's crazy. It. It. I mean, they. Uh, I can't believe that their swagger in the locker room after the decisions <laughs> they've made throughout this season just didn't motivate these players at all to like rise above how bad they are. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, oh, they went in the locker room again today after the match. Oh boy, idiots! Just yeah. like. Yeah, it's like we said last time. It just we just want your money. We don't. You're not Roman, like yeah. Ro- Roman Roman had the respect of the players. I mm-hmm. don't feel like Bowley and Co have them have that at all. No. And them going to the locker room is making it worse. Yeah, you, it you is. can't be Roman and go to the locker room. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just don't. I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm just glad we have seven more matches left in this season and then it'll be over with. And like, I'm just super excited that this season is almost over. Um, We don't have to suffer through uh, a thumping this weekend. You know, United game got postponed. So there's no break. We get a break from, you know, Premier League action this weekend. Um, So I don't know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Two years. Two years. 18 months minimum. Probably going to be another year, you know. We picked a great time to start a podcast. I know, man. Maybe we're the bad juju. Maybe we're the bad juju for this club. <laughs> we started a no. podcast and it's just been a terrible year. I refuse to believe that about ourselves. That is not true. Yeah. If anything, it's like I said um, after the Villa match. Like, because uh, Kristen and I viewed ourselves as lucky charms mm-hmm. and our luck just could not outdo how bad <laughs> the situation is. That's how I view it. Like our podcast is helping the team, but they're just so bad that it's <laughs> not, it doesn't look like we're do we're doing anything by way of helping. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, it's been a very tough, sad, rough, sad depressing <laughs> season to be a Chelsea fan this year yes um um I'm just ready for our this season to be over with and for us to do a state of the club podcast and then we can just write this season off and we're not to talk about it ever freaking again <laughs> oh my god that sounds amazing actually yeah and the fact that we have to do seven more episodes before we ever <laughs> get to that is depressing <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at least they're just one a week now. That is true. We're These are basically one like one two week. episodes back to back here, almost. Yep, yep this so, is, this will be the the last, possibly the last double upload of the season. Maybe we really need to start talking about the women's team. Hey, look, at least they're good. You know, they're still in the Champions League. They're in the FA Cup final. Yeah. Um, they're. I don't know if they're still top of the league. I think they are. I don't know. I haven't yeah. kept up with them as much, but um, yeah, um. Yeah, so uh, Drogba 
before the match today. Uh, yeah. Came out with some interesting quotes. Um, I'll just read some of them. He's the the main one that everybody's talking about is you know Drogba, club legend, my favorite Chelsea player ever. Um, love the man. Um, and his first one was, I don't recognize my club. It's no longer the same club. There's a new owner and a new vision. Of course, we try to compare it with what happened during the Abramovich era, where a lot of players were brought in. Um, and then he went on to say, but the decisions were very intelligent. Called the new owner dumb, essentially. Can't disagree <laughs> with that drama. Um, bringing in players like Peter Cech, uh, Andre Shevchenko, Crespo, Michael Essien, mm-hmm. Drogba, Maluda. He goes, and I go on. It was done to win titles. They are players with certain experience. The strategy is now different. We bet on young players, but a dressing room of over 30 players is difficult to manage for a manager. Um, he went on to say the lack of uh, charismatic leaders. You need players to take on the game that assume their responsibilities. You need players to bring... Uh, that brings a bit of madness to the stadium. I mean, I, I, I yeah, Drogba pretty much sums up this podcast for this season. Um, <laughs> for yeah. us, we should just read this again at the very end. The last episode is just you read it, I read it, we both read it together, and then we loop that up for an hour. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I mean, yeah, I mean, like his whole point. I mean, like it's like betting on young players. Yeah, I get it. You have to have youth, but you also have to have experience in your squad. Like, you can't just have a bunch of 22-year-olds and 23-year-olds running around. No matter how good they are, they need experienced players in there to lead them and to guide them and to instill in them, you know, that motivation and the show them what it means to play for the badge. And the only person that we had that has done that recently, one of them is not even playing right now, Mounts. And the other one in Rudiger was that person for us and had been that person for us, you know, for especially when Tuchel was here. Rudiger was that person. Yeah. And then we just let him, thanks to the previous, that was Abramovich and administration's fault and just let him walk out the door for free. That was great, you know. So yeah. we don't we don't have that. We don't have that players that, that play like that anymore. Like, there's nobody on the squad that really plays with that intensity or fire or passion anymore. Just a bunch of, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you can't look. I, I, I don't know who is leading the team now. Like, I mean, even even the people that you would think could lead it, um, like maybe a Silva, like, don't don't seem to have effect. Um, yeah. Asby's been hurt forever, so he would be the other, like, senior, senior, uh, elderly. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but, like, <laughs> uh, senior discount-aged uh, person on the yep. team. Um, but, like, I mean, there's nobody else. I mean, it's like you said. <clears throat> there literally is no fire. And Drogba in, the, in those comments said we lacked class. Mm-hmm. And like I think that comes in many forms. I think it comes in how we conduct ourselves on the pitch and what we're able to do, and and the pride we could have in our play and the 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 way we win. Well, I mean, it's hard to have class <laughs> in the way you lose. You know, like yeah. we just lack, and, and I think that boils down to a lack of class and leadership. We mm-hmm. just uh, do not have it. No, nobody on that pitch is stepping up. 
and yep. um and what i mean what are we supposed to do like i mean the some of these players have been with us for years at this point like a lot of these players were experienced in europe when we won it a couple years ago like it's not like they aren't capable of it and may, maybe the real class is i mean it's hard it's hard to get away from the owners at the point at this point like, i mean they own it uh, i mean like mm-hmm. what are we gonna do yeah but but maybe what can bring class in is a manager that knows how to bring the best in the players and is able to lift some players up to be in that role. I mean, because right now, I, I mean, let's face it, Frank just is not inspirational. No. And I mean, that that sucks. Uh, but if you do bring in a lot of young players, like, and we've talked about uh, playing for the batch mm-hmm. a, a lot on this podcast, and you brought yep. it up a lot. And it's like, if, if we have a lot of young players that have come in that are just taking bags because we're paying them outrageous amounts of money. Like how much are they really p- playing for the badge at this point? Like it doesn't seem like there's a pride in the club at the moment from anyone. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's hard to have that in the slump, but, but uh, you see a little bit of it when Mount goes around to every single stand after every game, even if he doesn't play and he's clapping all the fans, like why is nobody else doing this? And granted, they're not a, obliged to do it but we've talked about this on the podcast like it's a nice gesture when you go out there and you shit the bed and you you hang around for the fans who hung around for you mm-hmm. and i mean fans were fly like after that second goal went in flat fans were like with 10 minutes left uh the stadium was clearing out but you know i don't know man that was just a little bit of a word vomit there but but like i just i do think that we lack class in a lot of areas and right now like what you said a player who's not even playing a mount is showing it in in probably one of the only ways that we can uh right now after a game or after all the losses we've had and and uh it's just sad to see it's 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 annoying and um it's frankly kind of pathetic how everyone around this club has conducted themselves this season and uh, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's very nuanced. And but like the word "pathetic" just seems very apt to describe kind of what's happened this season. So I'm just going to use the word "pathetic." Yeah, I mean it is. I mean there's not there's nobody that plays for the badge, and I mean that's what like you just said. You get young players, you're paying them exuberant amounts of money, and what there's no connection to them to the club, and we have no. Like we have Reese's and I mean, really the only academy player that starts consistently for yep. us. You know, Fofana I feel like has been a Chelsea fan. So well, I guess Chalaba plays some, Gallagher plays some. Gallagher. You know, but I mean, Mount's not even playing now. Um, so there is nobody there that understands that connection to the club anymore. And but that's... Havertz has won the Champions League for us. Single-handedly, almost. <laughs> yeah. Not not really single-handedly, but, like, he scored the goal. He scored the winning yep. goal. Like, what is he doing? Yep. Yep, I don't we, know, man. We've talked about this, too. If Werner was still here, wouldn't be a question. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, Werner, that was the one thing that, like, that we always appreciate about Werner on this podcast. And, like... Yeah, he didn't score the goals, but 
damn, the dude gave everything he had while he was on the pitch. He right. did everything. And, like, people won't ever understand, like, especially, you know, people that don't watch football regularly and understand it. Like, the fact that his off-the-ball runs is what created a lot of space for people to get in behind and stuff. And mm-hmm. they'll never understand that about Warner. He Just because he didn't score goals doesn't mean he wasn't contributing to the team, which is probably why Tuchel played him so much. But I understand why we sold him, but it sucks. So, because he was one of the few players that did play the yeah. match. Maybe we made the wrong mistake in selling uh, Havertz. Instead of sold Havertz instead of Warner, sold the wrong German. We've talked about that before. Yep. So it is, and like the people that were, you know, we're bringing in Cuckoo the summer and uh, Gusto to, you know, right back, you know, to help with Reese. And it's like, okay, these are more young players that are talented and uh, no leadership skills whatsoever. Yeah. You know, on these guys. And so it's like, who, who are we going to buy that's going to come in? And help, you know, facilitate that leadership role on this team. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just don't yeah. see. I mean, the people we're being linked to aren't going to provide that for us. Like, so who's it? I don't know. This is where I, I think the the managerial decision becomes really huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Because. They, they've got their work cut out for them. Mm-hmm. And I hope they're up to the task, and I hope that they can do it. I mean, it's, this is a why I would have never dreamed. if Like, if we were sitting here at this place last year. We were sitting here at this place last year still fighting for fourth, right? Like, um, I never dreamed this is where we'd have been this season. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't even... Uh, I, I, like, it's amazing just to think that all of this has happened and like Todd Bowley and co literally came in here and destroyed a club. Mm-hmm. It took them a and, year, which is and shocking. And they did it with a billions of dollars. Spent. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't even, it like logically it just doesn't make any sense. Like the fact that we've spent so much money and we've gotten so much worse. Yeah. I mean, we're, so, I mean, we're a, we're a joke. We're a laughing stock. The memes were flying like crazy. It's hard not yeah. to laugh at them. Actually, some of them were pretty good, but, uh, after this game, man, we're, we're the biggest joke in the premier league right now. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I just, I mean, like, I, I feel like that, that was my biggest thing about firing Tuchel when we did is because Tuchel was sort of the glue. I felt like that held everything together. Um, yeah. especially during the, uh, what you want to call it? The sale of the team and everything like that. Like he, he held everything together and the, he wanted to be at Chelsea and like you, so if you have a manager that wants to be here, yeah, you might not get along with them, but you try and figure it out and make it work like, yep. and you don't bring in a guy that has never won anything when you have a guy in the locker room that's won everything. So, I don't know. It's just it's baffling to me the decisions that have been made at this club over the past year. Um, I mean, at some point, we just have to call it what it is, right? Like, these guys are idiots. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Like, 100%. like there's no, there's no like mistakes were made here. No, these guys <laughs> literally are just dumb. They, yep. they have no idea what they're doing. Yep. Like I, you, I think you said it. Like give, give you this much money and you can make better decisions. Like, yeah. Or, or you might have said that about like. Let, I don't have any managerial experience, but let me coach Neymar, Messi, and um, whoever or the other guy. Yeah, Suarez, and like I'll win. Yeah, like yeah, it's like it was already like this club was already humming along, man. Mm-hmm. Like they literally came in and they destroyed it because they're stupid. Yeah, that's like, literally like, what it comes down to. Like the timeline is, they buy the club, they buy it at a premium, like a mm-hmm. premium. They get rid of the board that was there, right? Like, I mean, that was probably a given, but they get rid of the board that was there. They don't hire anybody for a long time. The guy who owns the club has now made himself the director of football. We don't hire a director of football for a long time. We don't hire a director of football until the next January. We hire every other position without the director of football's input. Oh, wait, sorry. Todd Bowley was the director of football at the time. Yeah, so the guy who's shitting the bed is is the guy running the... Got it. Okay, so he's the director of football. So we did have the director of football's opinion, but the dude's an idiot. So then they do that. And then six, seven... Oh, and they spend 350 million pounds on players. It, while we're keep... With the expectation that we're keeping the manager that we currently have that has won us the Champions League. And has won us the other trophies. And it and the previous season got us to two cup finals. Okay, great. And and qualified us for the Champions League again. We're humming along, right? So then we start getting into, well, they don't have a plan and they just fire Tuchel. Then they hire a guy who literally is unproven and does not have a winning coaching record. With a five-year contract that we had to buy him out of another mid-table team. Then we start firing people over Zoom. (laughs) So we fire people over Zoom. We fire people who have been there for decades. We fire 100 years worth of experience of medical staff that had clear plans and objectives for how to keep players healthy. We have an injury crisis throughout the entire season. The World Cup effed everybody up. So then, on top of all this, we have the World Cup. We go in, we, we, everything looks rosy when Potter's here. We go on like a 13 game, like non losing streak or something. And then we start capitulating. We start going down, 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 down before the World Cup. We are in shambles by the time the World Cup comes along. And everybody's like, hey, is this really the guy? So then we finally, finally get our director of football and some other people in the, in the thing. And we have all these guys like rumored in the months after the World Cup going, hey, Potter's not really our guy. So we hang on to Potter forever. And then we fire Potter with no plan again after spending records amount of money on players in January. Again, very young players with very long contracts. Then we have a guy appointed who has never picked a lineup. And kudos to him because we drew that game. Yep. Good job, Bruno. You have a better record in your one game than Lampard has had in the last four games. So then we hire a caretaker manager because, oh no, we shit the bed. 
and we've got to hire a guy, but we got to get the fans behind him because the fans hate us. So we will get Frank Lampard, who is might, who, I mean, like we can still theoretically and realistically say he might relegate two Premier League teams in one season. <laughs> That's impressive. These people are dumb. They are dumb. There's no other word for it. They are unintelligent, and they have no idea what they're doing. And I kind of hate them. Like, they yeah. ruined something that was already good. They literally mm-hmm. came in and destroyed it. They have not made it better. They have spent a crap ton of money. They have made new... They're, they're going to tear down the old stadium. That's another thing. They're literally going to tear down everything and build a new one. Dude, how are you going to afford it now? You can't even get into any competition because you've ruined, you've ruined this team. They have mm-hmm. destroyed it. That was amazing. That was amazing. Was I mean, we've been talking summation. about it all year. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's. It's just everything that could go wrong has gone wrong this year. And it's just is what it is at this point in time. And I mean, that's the thing is like, I just don't, I don't know how long it's going to take us to recover from this. And I don't know if we will ever make it back to the place that we were before this. Yeah. So I agree. and, And that's the thing that I think scares me the most is like, will we ever get back to this point? Because I think the, the joy that we've had over the last 20 years is to be able to hold this over our rivals, like Arsenal and Tottenham and mm-hmm. you know even United for most of the spell. Like, we've been able to hold this over them. We've been able to hold it over Liverpool until Klopp got there. You know, like, we, we've been able to say, look, we are one of the best clubs in the Premier League consistently. Like, London is blue. Um... Like, all these things. And now it's like, how long is it going to be till we... Can we confidently say that again on a consistent basis? So, when do you think we that, win the Premier League again? I, it's, as long as Pep is at City, it's going to be a while. Yeah. I don't... I mean, with... And Arteta has got Arsenal humming. Like, and they're young. That's the thing, too, with Arsenal. They're young. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, if I mean, we, we got to even be competitive first. Yeah, first, true, true. I mean, we got to at least finish. You know, I don't. I, I if we win in the next five years, I will consider that a win. <laughs> so yeah, if, I think we're in a situation I, now where we're because we haven't won it since 2017, right? So I think we're in a situation yeah. now where it's literally going to be like Chelsea for the first time in 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 yep. years win the Premier League. I agree with that. And that's a big if, too. If, <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. That's not yeah. even like a, that's not even like, yeah, we'll probably do it. That's more like a, I'm not saying this with a lot of confidence. <laughs> yeah. thing, you know? So, Gosh, darn it. I know. And I just don't. And it, the sooner that Bowley and company realize that the more they stick their thumbs and put their thumb print on this team, the worse it gets. The sooner they realize, hey, we need to take our, just take a step back. 
yeah. you know, the better off would be. Because it's, it's so weird. Because they're so, like, I felt like they were trying to be the anti-anti-American owners. And yeah. what I mean by that is, is you look at, like, the, the owners that are American that own the Premier League, other Premier League clubs. The Cronkies, the... Um, the Fenway group that owns Liverpool, the Glazers, uh, Glazers that own United, um, Fulham is owned by Americans too. Um, you look at some of those clubs, Fulham's probably the exception is because they're different sort of ranking class than other clubs. But you look at those clubs and everybody hates their owners, but they hate them for a different reason than we hate ours. They hate them because they don't spend money. And they don't fire their coaches quick enough and they don't, they just don't invest in the club. They're not, you know, there's that disconnect. We hate owners because they are involved too much. We hate owners because they spent ridiculous amounts of money on dumb players. Right. Like that never should have been purchased in the first place. Like we hate owners because they're freaking idiots. I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Incompetence. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's like they literally came in to try and be these American owners that were like, oh, we're going to be different than the other American owners in the Premier League. Okay, but you did it the wrong way. If you want to spend money, spend it wisely. Right. Like millionaires don't become millionaires because they blow their money. Millionaires become millionaires because they invest their money wisely and they don't spend on ridiculous things. Yeah. So, that don't and they're just complete idiots they tried to be they tried to be something that they weren't because they're not football managers they're not directors of football they don't know anything about football like they're freaking americans like just shut up sit down write the checks and that's it let the europeans let the experienced people there, run the club. Yeah. Don't fire an entire board right before the season and then go around jet setting in Europe trying to buy players. I I, I mean, well said. I think, uh, like, you just made me think of something, I mean, that that's probably already been alluded to several times by us and others, but, I mean, they're just egomaniacs, man. Like, yeah. they just they just came in here, they enjoyed putting themselves in charge, they, they enjoyed jet setting, like you said, uh, Bowley loved being in the papers, hearing how great his deals were. Like he, he love he. I think he just loves it. I think he loves the attention. And now they're yep. sitting up in the box. They're watching the games. And they're like, how did this not work out? Like that. That's the look that he always has on his face. Mm-hmm. And you're an idiot uh, speaking to the press before the Real Madrid game, saying we're going to win three zero. There's a reason Roman never did that kind of crap yep. because he's not an idiot. Yep. Like like yep. the dude. The dude made his money however he made his money. He used us to sports wash his money however he used <laughs> sports washing his money. Like, like I mean, he, he is a Russian oligarch, let's just say that. But, yeah. like, at the end of the day, he ran the club well. Yeah. And, and he got a lot of flack for firing managers. And Todd Bully and them said they weren't going to do that. And they came right in, fired a manager seven games into a season, yep. and then hired another guy. And then we had... Uh, an interim manager. Now we have a caretaker manager. By the time the second season starts, they will have had five different managers. That's this impressive. Is, this that is puts idiotic. Abramovich to shame. 
Like, yes, our our manager average just went, uh, like it hit the it hit the floor yeah. and kept going of the graph. Yeah, like yeah, I, I get you want to show confidence in the manager, but you don't sign him to five year contract. Like Tuchel, when we signed Tuchel originally, I think he was on like a year and a half deal. Yeah, yep. Like it it wasn't even that long of a deal. I think we like, found out later he had like an option for another year yeah. or something. Like, but we so, but we didn't know that until a while later. Right, so essentially, you say two and a half years. Yeah, you know, yeah. is what they signed Tuchel to. And you were going to give Potter five years. Potter, like Potter, five. Jesus Christ! And you like they make all these promises, and then then they do the exact thing they say they're not going to do, and it's like, well, now you're liars. I mean, you because you can't say shit like that. Like, you can't be like, we're not going to fire the manager. Well, if things go bad, you need to fire the manager. So don't yeah. come out and say, we're going to trust the process, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. Because it doesn't always work out like you think it is, and especially when you don't know who you're picking as a manager. You're just yeah. picking some guy that the British media and people think is going to be a good future manager. In reality, he's just a mid-table manager that has a losing record as an overall uh, or has a losing percentage under fifty percent, under five hundred, for his overall career. Yeah, there's just a I, bunch. You you said it great when you said that you know they're just egomaniacs. They're just attention whores that yep. want the attention. They're freaking social media stars. That's like is that they're in that entertainment industry. They want to be seen. They want exactly. to be heard. And honestly. Nobody gives a flying shit what you have to say, Todd. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah, we we in fact hate you. Yes. Most of us will hate you for a very long time. Yep. yep. And I will still, even if we end up winning trophies in the future, I will give no credit to Todd Bowling Company. No, nope. I will give it to my new hero, Vavel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, we are pinning all of our hopes on him based yes. on rumor and conjecture. Yes. Apparently, he's the only smart one in this club. Um, <laughs> I guess there's some other, you know, Paul Wynn Stanley's great. Paul Stanley, uh, yeah. Lawrence Stewart. Lawrence, you know, yeah. th- these guys, these are the people I'm trusting right now. Yes. You know, yes, Bowley hired them. Great. You're not getting any credit. No credit, nope. Bowley. None. No, you just got lucky in some of the, or most of the idiotic things. Also, add on to all of it, the PR crap that just is mm. hovering like a, a dark cloud over all this. Like, if that doesn't tell you how ego-maniacal, megalomaniacal yeah. they are. Yeah. Like, they literally just love themselves and they love their own power and everything's just designed mm-hmm. to make it look like they're doing a great job. Right. Like, that is the definition of megalomaniac. And now I'm just going to go listen to Incubus. Yeah, dude, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, the Incubus album. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that song was written for very different reasons, but it still applies here. It applies here. It definitely applies here. Because it's, um, I just don't, like, I mean, that's, the PR campaign is, that's a great point. Like, it is nauseating. It makes me want to puke. It's like, yeah. and that was the thing, it's like, Everybody hated Abramovich. The media hated Abramovich. Like, other clubs hated Abramovich. And both of them are just trying to be liked. Mm-hmm. Like, and yep. they're trying to be the cool kid in the room and trying to... Because if you remember, like, it was early on in the season. Like, 
they it was we weren't even playing Newcastle and they had one of the Newcastle people in their box for the match. Like they're just trying to schmooze and you know, and mm-hmm. like, oh, let's bring in a all star game to the Premier League. That would be a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just shut the hell up, man. Just you, like look, you're like, literally I just want your money. Just give yeah. me your checkbook and shut the hell up. Because Dude, you add nothing right. to this club. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. I I will I, I will say though that I do kind of like the All Star, uh, like I game. Hate it. I hate it. The thing is though, you you have to get rid of one of the cup competitions if you're going to do something like that. Like I don't think it's a bad idea in terms of like promoting the sport a little more, but no one is ever going to listen to an idea from Todd Bowley ever again yeah. because of how badly they run the club. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't hate that idea. Uh, it, it's it, the um, the idea that the sport needs to be promoted more is not a great, uh, uh, I will admit, is not a great uh, argument for it. Yeah. So, I ta- I walked that one back. Argument. But I do, I mean, I didn't hate that idea at all. So Yeah. Like that, yeah, the idea of like, you know, promoting the most popular sport in the world more. Really, Bowley? That's your, that's your thought process here, buddy? Like, come on, like, just—it's not even been a year. And I want—I want them to sell the club already. Yeah, I know. Like I want, crazy. Why couldn't we get the Saudis? Why couldn't we just get the dirty oil money? Like we were so—we were like I'm addicted to the dirty oil money, Jason. Yeah, we had dirty <laughs> Russian money. So, I mean, yeah. it's so different. I mean, it was dirty Russian oil money. I just want the yeah. dirty Saudi oil money. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. Jeez, why they bought Newcastle? Why couldn't they bought us? Like, oh, come man. on, this is stupid. I yeah, this is a this is the dumbest season we've ever experienced. Although I did see some people like, oh, you must be younger than thirty or something like like. I I am kind of sick of the gatekeeping on how old you have oh, to be to be gosh. a fan of Chelsea. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just it's just like uh, when what's his name came out and said uh, you're not a real fan unless you go to the games every like. Dude, do you know how long it took? me to go to a game like there's only so many opportunities we have as american like you also realize chelsea's success uh is in large part due to being a global brand right like shut up like these people are so stupid like somehow i can't be a true fan because i don't go to the games and i've only been a fan since 2008 or whatever like shut up i hate these people it's a little pretentious a little pretentious um yeah, I don't. I mean, look, seasons of wash. It Bowley and them just need to take a like. Just they honestly need to hit the reset button. I don't need to see them at a match for the rest of the year. I don't need to see them arguing with fans. I don't need to see them. I I just need them to step away from the club for a year. Like just remove yourself. Just go away. Don't don't come back. If we're playing in a cup final, you're welcome back. If we're playing, you know, in a meaningful game, come back. But if not, just yeah. stay away. Just go away. Just yep. Just go away. Like, and I mean, like, like, I'll just use this as an example because it's the most relevant example, I feel like, at this point in time. And I know it's a smaller club, and I know it's different. But you look at what Ron Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhinney have done at Wrexham, and how they went in there with that club 
and they listened to their fans and they listened to the community that was there and they did what they did. Do you, have, do you never watch the documentary, did you? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. But I do keep up with Wrexham. So. Right. They literally, Paul Mullen, who is their striker, like that scores all their goals, that does everything for Wrexham right now, they signed him because the fans tweeted at Rob McElhaney to go sign this guy. And he <laughs> went out and signed him. Like, because he knew nothing about football. He knew nothing about what to do. Yeah. The fans are like, hey, go get this guy. I love it. I mean, the fans for Chelsea have been screaming for a striker, a defensive midfielder, and a goalkeeper for the last two years now. Yeah. We have gotten none of those positions filled. None. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. We need... I mean, I just don't even have any hope that they'll do it either. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the problem. That's my silence. That's what that means. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, when is, when is that ever going to happen? I don't know. I mean, there's a quote from Nagelsmann they, that he said, uh, this was, I don't know. They asked him, what are the, th- what are the things that you need in your team to make them competitive to run? He said a defensive midfielder, a good goalkeeper and a proper striker. Yep. So if we get Nagelsmann and they listen to him, maybe we'll get those three things this summer. That's my yeah. only hope. Like, I know. Uh, I'm looking forward to June and the fire sale that's going to happen. Yes, same. So A lot of people are leaving. Yeah, a lot of people are leaving, and I'm ready for that podcast because I'm ready to tell all 20 of the 30 people that are on our roster right now that I want them the hell off the club. Yes. <laughs> so it might be more than that. Yeah, maybe so. We might, we might not even have a starting 11 by the time we get through with this club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't have many players who wanted to keep when we did that episode. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the ranting and the raving tonight for the, <laughs> the podcast. Oh, so, man. Um, so soon. Yeah. I know. Uh, you got anything you want to add, Jason? No. I I don't know. Maybe maybe I maybe I shouldn't think any idea Todd Bowley has is good. Uh, I'll I'll look into the uh, to the All Star thing again and 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 make a judgment call next time. Yeah, I'm just not. Don't don't Americanize football, please. <laughs> like the MLS tried to do that when it first started, I and think it just I had a, felt miserable. I think there was a reason why I liked it, but uh, I have to go. I have to go research the recesses of my mind palace to figure it out again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, great rant tonight, Jason. I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed yours kudos, as well. Kudos to you. Um. For the rant. Um. Yeah. Tell these uh, lovely people where they can find us. We're on Twitter at the Ball and Foot. Uh, get, like get in on the ground floor and talk to us. Yeah, hit us up. We're there. Um, yep. Listen to us, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast at these days. And uh, oh, oh, um, I guess quick uh, before we wrap this up, one more thing. Jason's favorite segment of the show. Uh, score predictions for Brent for Jason. Um, we are not going to score. That's the only so prediction we- I'll say. Yeah, well, in our in our lead up to our predictions, we did both predict a win at Brentford. Oh so, Jesus, that's bad news. Uh, draw. Yeah, draw. nil nil draw for me. Yeah. No, no, sounds about right. Um, but Brentford will probably score and beat us one nil. But yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, uh, until 
after the Brentford match uh, next week. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Go away, Bowley. Flippity floppity. Yeah.